Okay. Do you want to do we want to go over the surprise entrance real quick one more time right now? Yeah, I was going to do that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll do that. We didn't change them at all, which is good, because I was hoping nobody was going to try to sneak in and change them. I'm changing mine now, actually. Don't. You can't. You already fucking picked them. That was the whole... No, this is the whole point of doing it when we did, was you can't <laughs> fucking change it. It's my pick. I could change it if I want to. No, it's your pick before the rumors started. That's the whole point of it. I haven't heard a rumor about Roman Reigns. Oh, bullshit, you haven't. Everyone's talking about him being in the Rumble. I haven't heard that shit. That's why I picked him to win, all right? Put your fucking pick back. Final two people, Roman Reigns and Leukemia. Uh, Jesus, Jesus Christ. This is a reason why we did it this way. No, you cannot put Matt Riddle in there because... That's who my original pick was, motherfucker! It was Shawn Michaels? No! Did you hit I had just changed it to that. I was fucking around. Right. My original pick was Matt Riddle and Pete All right. Fucking keep it that way. Fucker. All right. <laughs> Jeez. Pretty ornery. I'm, uh-huh. saying, I'm saying Roman Reigns. Dave Thong! Ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the evening. Please welcome your host for today. Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. Troy is here. Hey. I call them like I see them, alright? And Jeff is who the hell is Jeff? I'm so so glad I get to talk about Cox. I'm really happy. Dicks. Yay. Look at it this way. The first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks anyway. I'm touching my own dick. You're working it and I'm loving it. Well enough is enough! The Rundown. Welcome to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, episode 382. See, I can bring energy. It's me, Troy, with me this week. Jason is here. I'm bringing the big dick, but I got very little energy tonight, so. Oh, sorry there, big guy. But we'll go ahead and, and, and tuck your dick in, uh, put a little pillow under its head, read it a bedtime story, and rub its back until it uh, coughs up a little bit. <laughs> uh, but with us this week, Jeff is here. That's right, two nights in a row, boys. I got my dick out and some lube on the table. I'm ready to go. See, I got some big dick energy tonight. Yeah, that's right. The three principal members of the Rundown Wrestling Network are here for the third episode in a row of the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. So let's get right into this because we've got a jam-packed fucking show here because we've got Royal Rumble this weekend. We've got NXT TakeOver Rattlesnakes, and we've got, of course... A week's worth of bullshit to get through on Raw and SmackDown. But first, we want to go ahead and remind everybody of the special entrant picks that each of the hosts had chosen a month ago. And, of course, next week, we'll go ahead and see if any of them actually did show up. So, for knock it off. I can see your name there. Uh, first of all, <laughs> for the men, uh, Adam picked Ricochet and David Arquette. Jason picked Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne. <laughs> I, so it I picked... I picked Hall of Famer Jeff Jarrett and Velveteen Dream. Jeff picked Psycho Sid and Shawn Michaels. Sal picked Alistair Black and Darren Young. The For the women's side of things, Adam picked Ivory and Rhea Ripley. Jason picked Tony Storm and Candice LeRae. 
I picked Tony Storm and Leila L. Jeff picked Karma and Gail Kim, because he loves Gail Kim. Sal picked Melina and Io Shirai. So, yet again, like I said, next week we'll find out if any of those people actually show up, and if they do, blowjobs for everybody. Do you think if uh, Ty Dillinger showed up, that counts as a surprise entrant? Um, he's not advertised, so technically yes. He's, he, yes, and we, we again, when we did this, we prefaced people not in the Rumble last year. So, oh wait, he wasn't, was he? He could get knocked out. I think we only prefaced that on the women's side, because there were so many... Oh, that's right, we did. Yeah, so too bad you can't change your picks. Fuck off! I, I picked uh, Roman so, Reigns and be done, by the way. No, no, you didn't. Uh, so we go from the Perfect Ten to a little thing we call... The Perfect Ten! A ten! A ten! A fucking ten! Easy segue ever. We yep. start off this week over on SmackDown, as apparently Vince is now part of every storyline imaginable. And we had Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles have a little face-off. Vince McMahon was in the ring. He wanted Bryan and Styles to go at it and do a face-to-face. Bryan said, uh-uh, and decided instead to stay on the outside, which led to Styles chasing after him, and a beatdown ensued. So, Jeff, what did you think about Bryan, Styles, and Vince? Uh, I just I don't know why Vince was really there. Um, maybe he was just there to be that meat shield to protect from the phenomenal forearm. But um, I really wish in this segment Vince was his old self, and as they were fighting, just going hit him, hit him. That would have made it. That would have made it worth it. I wanted to fire you before. <laughs> Instead, now he's just kind of like tired, old, grumpy man, and he's just like, I want you to get in the ring. I'm tired of this. Damn it, get in the ring. I want you to get in the ring and pull your deck out. Kiss my ass. Suck my uh, dick. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, very heavy on dick references this early <laughs> into the show. It's um, co- it's tax galore in a perfect ten. <laughs> the segment was uh was fine. I mean, these two guys cut a, a good promo. Uh, Dana Brown was great as usual. Uh, cutting down the crowd, cutting down AJ Styles, cutting down Vince McMahon. And, uh, you know, in the end, getting the uh, pulling Vince McMahon in the way of uh, AJ Styles and getting the cheap, you know, cheap kick in there at the end was clever. Um, Now, didn't AJ Styles punch Vince McMahon recently? Yes. (laughs) Why didn't he just fucking hit him and go through him? Like, what? That was a little silly. Like, he was pal, buddy, buddy with fucking Vince now. I didn't really understand that, but... Mm. Uh, other than that, it was a it was a good segment. All right. Jason, uh, I, I think we're underselling how fucking outstanding Daniel Bryan was in this segment. I mean, this was one of the best promos I've ever seen him cut. In the AJ was very sort of meh in this whole thing, but Daniel really carried the entire fucking segment, and his mic work since he's done this character change has just been outstanding. Uh, yeah, Vince's part there was sort of whatever i guess maybe just trying to add a little mcmahon dust onto this feud i guess i don't really think it needed it but uh yeah all in all i think to me uh daniel bryan came out of this thing looking like the star and aj was just sort of there yep plus i picked roman reigns (laughs) no you didn't uh so yeah um, other than that, I, I think that this was a, a really good way to build up towards the match on Royal Rumble. Um, so unless there's anything else that uh, we want to discuss with that, 
No. I, I did want to say I, I, I did say it's it was he was great. So I didn't I didn't say he was only good. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh yeah, so this week was the continuation of hashtag FTR fuck the revival. Um, this time again they've got their thirteenth tag team title match and their thirteenth straight L. Um, this time it was with Kurt Hawkins as the uh, referee for some ungodly reason. And each time the Revival tried to cheat to win, Kurt caught them because he's a better referee than the actual referees. Uh, and then, of course, the Revival wind up just losing cleanly. And it's back to the scrap heap, and apparently it's time for an ed- Edgehead reunion, and their first feud is going to be against the Revival. Jason, take it away. Uh, yeah, the Major Brothers back together, and I, it was that big moment where I think five people remembered that they were a tag team before <laughs> in the audience, so, like, congratulations. That didn't, didn't get quite the pop I think maybe they were anticipating, I don't know. Um, for the record, when the, when the Revival were FTR, it's forever the Revival. Um, <laughs> in this, uh, I didn't have a problem with this match, to be completely honest with you. I thought... Again, people get too hung up on winning championships. The Revival don't have to win championships to be over. They're not pissed off because they're not winning the championships. They're pissed off because last week they went out there against the Lucha House Party and their match was put into a small corner of the screen so that we could see EC3 and fucking Titus O'Neil standing outside Vince McMahon's dressing room. That's the shit that they don't want to have anymore. They want focus put on the tag team division, and it was this week. Uh, the match was fantastic. Uh, the Revival and Gable and, and Rude just continue to have great matches whenever they're putting the ring together. Um, I, I had no issues with this match at all. I thought it was great. Um, I love the fact that they're now playing into the Revival being pissed off and, and sort of screwing them over. Uh, Kurt Hawkins was the referee. I don't know if you didn't see the segment, Troy, but there was a segment where they were asking Vince for a rematch, the Revival were, and he's like, hey, you already lost. And then Hawkins came in and asked for a match, and Vince is like, nah, you've lost too many. I'm not giving you any more matches. <laughs> but hey, yeah. if, if you want a referee, let's have at it. So uh, when you figure Heath Slater and now Kurt Hawkins, apparently if they got nothing for you, they'll just make you a referee. Well, work for Emma. Good. Did it, though? Yeah, if you're a ginger, you're no, a ref. No, not at all. That was my point. I think the only one to actually work for recently was Taryn Terrell. I guess. Uh, yeah, I think uh, hashtag FTR stands for fuck the rump. Um, <laughs> and right. I, uh, the segment uh, was fine. Um, I, I did, uh, I did have a small issue. It, it didn't take away from the match enough for me to not like it or anything. But the small issue I had was uh, them trying to cheat to win over and over and over again. It was unnecessary, especially after they got caught like the first two or three times. Like you maybe don't anymore. Um, but <clears throat> I mean, these two have these two teams have good chemistry. They had put really good matches together, and um, yeah, the the whole reunion thing at the end. Uh, oh boy, yeah, it was clamorous to see that one. Zack Ryder hasn't been relevant in three years. Neither has Kurt Hawkins. It's true. Neither of them. I, I, I guess technically Kurt Hawkins has been more than Zack Ryder has. Has he though? I feel like Zack or that but he has more. I feel like he's never been relevant though. I mean, you could be on TV and be relevant. 
Well, it's, I would argue that being on TV is more relevant than having one one show on Raw in all of a year. I suppose. Well, he was in a couple backstage segments, like, you know, or he was running out and breaking up, up fights. So Zach has been on TV. He just you just haven't seen him because it's him. This was on Pacific Blue. True. <laughs> that, that's a callback. <laughs> so we go from one, a really good tag team match to this tag team match as the Fat Mechanics finally get to their debut match, and it's against the Ascension. I, I, I don't think Jeff and I really even need to comment on this. I think we just leave this for Troy. <laughs> Have at it, sir. Yep. Well, the match itself sucked. Pretty lady! Um, no, no, there was no pretty ladies in it. It was just Victor! And, um, yeah, the Fat Mechanics, or apparently, as Jeff likes to put it, the team every-ish, because <laughs> we're racist <laughs> on, this, on this show. Um, the, we continue to get these, like, little uh, little debut matches. Carmen Sandiego had a debut match. Uh, Nikki Cross obviously debuted last week. No, no, no. What? No. Lacey did not have a match. She just came out and interrupted the moment of bliss. Oh, I thought she had a match already. No, she came out no. and, and interrupted the mm. moment of bliss and developed apparently a horrible southern accent since you got caught oh, up. Um, so but, fucking bad. <laughs> but, but you know what? <clears throat> she's a pretty lady. She is. And you know what? Let's uh, we, we, we sort of talked about the, the sexing up of Alexa Bliss in that segment the week before. If she's feuding with the classy lady, and it looks like those two are going to be in a program together, yeah. the, the scene of her getting caught topless sort of plays into that angle so maybe they were a step ahead of us and we got all worked up before we knew what was what was coming for us yeah and she also tweeted out and then deleted a tweet that said that it wasn't her idea to do that that segment so that was fun yeah huh. <laughs> so thanks again dave Meltzer, for your awesome expert journalism skills in that but more on that later yeah but more on that later because i have a comprehensive list of things he's gotten wrong before we talk about our main event but first this- does it's that, time to go well, hold to the on Pride Lands. Hold on one second you said, here. You said you didn't want to talk about it. Shit. No, I wasn't going to talk about that. I want to talk about Alexa Bliss. Um, oh, okay, that's fine. Go ahead. Are we seeing Alexa Bliss turn face? Is that what's going on here? Because it sort of felt like that. Yeah, it seems like it. Is Has she done anything bad? Not really, but she was yeah, sort yeah. of like that whole big announcement of them entering the Royal Rumble, and it looks like they're they're pairing her up to be like sort of the... The sexy bad girl against the classy lady of, of Lacey Evans. And it sort of just feels like, I don't know. I, I love Alexa. I don't know. I love Alexa's character as a heel. I don't know how it's going to translate as a face. But I feel like I feel like this felt a little bit more like them trying to manufacture Raw's version of Becky Lynch. So Really? Yeah. I didn't get that at all. Well, not, not in the same sense, but in like a, a heel that you cheer for. You know, because that's essentially what Becky was to begin with, was a heel, and people cheered for her. So they they know people love Alexa, so I don't think you really need to change her character all that much for people to cheer her. And especially if she's going up against Carmen Sandiego, you don't have to do much for her to get, <laughs> get, get cheered over over that chick. So nothing nothing against Lacey. Lacey is a, a really good worker. That gimmick is just... That accent is awful. The accent is oh, atrocious. It, 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 it made me viscerally angry to hear that. I, I was trying to figure out what the accent was supposed to be, because it just sounded like she was yeah. retarded, like she was trying to figure <laughs> out how to say her words. Well, remember, she couldn't in, it, figure it out. In, in WWE, all the women are on the spectrum, so they 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 love their they love their uh, Make a Wish kids and and uh, and as wrestlers. So 
It, it made me so angry. I, I immediately petitioned for her to be added to the new season of Total Divas so she can lose her accent. One thing I wanted to say about Team Heaviest is uh, uh, I thought it was hilarious how the announcers were saying how much they love Tucker Knight and they basically all hated Otis, Otis Dozovich. You know who doesn't hate Otis I don't know Dozovich. if you guys got. Who's that? I, I know. Vince McMahon. That's right. You know why? Because he's got them sticks and weights, sticks and weights, spreading my cock out. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty lady. Pretty lady taking my cock out, beating it off, beating it off. Shakalaka. <laughs> oh, oh, God. God. I just uh, fucking him in the ring every time he yells. I I can't. I fucking can't. I just think of Troy fucking doing that stupid <laughs> shit. <laughs> the caterpillar thing is pretty good though. I gotta give him credit. Good. Yeah. Entertaining. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Sure. The, the, by the, the way, that was guy the doing the worm. The What's not always look that bad? I didn't. Did, I don't remember. Did, it being weren't both of them bad. supposed to like? Well, weren't both of them supposed to kind of like fall on top of the guy? Yeah. At the same time, and this one they just kind of he just kind of pushed him down. Oh, I don't know. That's what it was in NXT, but I don't know. Maybe yeah. they changed it on the main roster. Yeah. yeah. There'll be Tucker and Otis before we know. Yeah. No, it'll it'll be it'll be Tucker, and it'll be Doze. Yeah. Probably. Uh, or it'll be Stakes and Weights. There you go. Well, that's a good one. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well. Um, Speaking of pretty ladies, you, uh, Jason will be happy to know that uh, Eve Marie will not be eliminated in the first week because she is safe on Big Brother. So, nice. Just so you know, more more chance to see them tits. Okay, so I believe those pictures are out there somewhere. They've got to be. Well, like I said, give it give it time. There's their live feeds and shit like that and things. So I think there's old pictures, but mm-hmm. okay, well, if we need to. Um. Speaking of everything the light touches, Mufasa decided to talk a little bit about the Pride Lands and gave his best... I'm not going to stop doing it. Um, gave, gave probably his best uh, main roster and probably WWE promo to date. Jason. Yeah, yeah this oh, promo okay. was fucking fantastic. Um, this has been the type of stuff that we haven't... The, he did some of this on 205 Live a while back. Um, and, I missed it. The story was it was sort of shot on his own dime, and he sort of sent it in. It wasn't a production thing. Um, but this is the stuff. This is visually different. It was put together in a different way. His promo was fantastic, but it was something that you you took you couldn't take your eyes off of it. So um, this is more of this. Give me more of this, um, and this kid's going to be a star. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It was fantastic. I... I don't think i witnessed any of these those good promos you're talking about on 205 live most of them he was just kind of backstage next to a fucking really loud generator talking very generically but this this was he was passionate he was believable you you want to see him face mojo next and get his revenge like you want to see that and him talking about the eyes looking into people's eyes uh it was it was fantastic. It was one of the best promos I've I've seen in a while, honestly. Yeah, and they continue to uh, to push him, and he's he's another one of those guys. You know, we we have continued to talk about um, 
you know, the way that some of the, the wrestlers are treating 205 Live as like a demotion and things like that. And he's one of the guys that shows that if you if you do the shit that you're supposed to do, it can eventually have you transition away from 205 Live and come to the main roster. Your job is, is how you make it, you know? I mean, uh, Tuna Meltzer reported that Austin Aries left because of the fact that he hated being on 25 Live. Uh-uh. He liked being on 25 Live. He liked trying to build a brand. He left because he was fucking injured and he doesn't believe that, uh, you know, the Holocaust happened. So. Well, what? <laughs> whatever. Uh, talking so about yeah. Nazi face again? Yeah. That's right. So, so yeah. So, you know, here's a guy that. There we go. Sorry, good. Yeah. Here's a guy. Oh, I, I, I got him on my phone. I was going to send him to you. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, so, you know, here's another example of a guy who, you know, who did his fucking time and, and you know, and now he's getting an opportunity here. That's not real. Uh, <laughs> who cares? Can we go can can we go next week without having porn on our broadcast? Because it completely derails the show and nobody finds it funny but us three. I'm just saying. No? Okay. Go ahead and talk about Mufasa. I already did. I was the first one that said something. Okay. <laughs> so Jeff? apparently it doesn't distract me, but it distracts you, Troy. Okay. Let's go ahead and do this story. Yeah, I'm, I'm out on this topic. Just... Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of this thing. All right. Just based I'm... on the title. All right, so <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and we're, we're, we're going to read them. We're going to do this with tact, though. So Since recently... When? No, we're not. Uh, so recently, Trevor Lee, former Impact wrestler, signed with WWE... And apparently he's too fucking stupid to realize, oh, I bet you a bunch of people are going to look through my Twitter. I should probably just bother, not bother to do anything with it. Um, so a dude... Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. you, you might be about to say what I was about to say, so I'll go ahead. So a dude named Rovert... Yep, that's what I was going to say. Okay. Uh, <laughs> tried his hardest. Yes, he did. He Give him did. credit. Uh, so we get... To- this guy on Twitter actually breaks a lot of sort of insider news, particularly related to the women in wrestling. Yeah. So he's a fairly reliable dude. Right. So we got uh, we got Robert coming up with, who here who follows me can get to Trevor Lee the quickest? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the, the and then a, a full day later he said, well I tried. I hope Trevor Trevor I hope Lee equates himself with tweet delete. That's all. So of course, if you're wondering, here are the tweets. Uh, all of these are from 2011 and 2012. Again, this is somebody who, at that time, was a worker. And, and, and not for nothing, has been on a national program in, in Impact Wrestling for several years. Right. So, okay. Um, in, in true rundown fashion, any use of the N-word will be replaced with Ninja. She gave cum busting head for ninjas that can't come on head at Prince of Fatback. I don't know who Prince of Fatback is, but there's so, so there's tweet number one that's an issue. Next tweet, she knows my dick, she calls that ninja Richard. 
Um, so then we've got him in response to somebody saying, what did you what you get in trouble for? Which I don't know what it was, but uh, he says, I told a 120 pound black guy to say it with his chest and called him a little ninja. Hashtag hard times. Um, then somebody said, like for what, a book burning or perhaps a clan rally? And Trevor responds with, see your wrong use of it. So smart. What does the word ninja actually mean? Hashtag moron. I would say the hashtag moron here is the guy who used the N-word when he's a white guy. But anyways. Um, spelling a lot of shit wrong. And yeah, the tweet made no sense. Yep, it didn't make any sense. Uh, then we've got one, drop the straps, uh, F-word. Not fuck, we say that here. Um, at the Ben Tyler, on my way to the gym for back now, so hmm. He really needs to learn how to fucking structure sentences. <laughs> Hashtag uh, moron. Yep. Uh, this game's a bitch, and I'm going to hold her down and rape her. <laughs> so yeah, Christ. at Enzo Amore. No, no, I don't think uh, I don't think all they. Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. At real one. At real one. Yep. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that was stupid. Um, but you know what? Our our president tweets out racist shit every day, so I'm sure he'll be fine. <laughs> I didn't know we we're getting all political. Uh, Hashtag yeah. liberal. No, uh, Trevor Lee's an idiot, clearly, and uh, we've had many conversations about people's past Twitters and how they're going to be used against you the second you achieve any degree of fame or notoriety, so clean that shit up, people. So you know you know Eve Marie very well. Does she have a tattoo on her forearm? I don't remember. Yeah. What about on, on her hip? I don't remember. I see this chick here that they're claiming is Eve Marie. It looks very young. Lots of tits on her. I'm just not sure if it's her or not. Oh, I'm fucking derailing the show, though, right? Oh, I'm not okay. derailing the show. I'm asking a legit question. I'm just putting pictures up. You're actually adding okay, never this mind. As, a, never as a discussion point on the show. Okay, never mind. All right, I've got one of you, Maria, the rest are Paige Marie Evans. Okay, so this is a different person. I'll send a moment to you. Okay, so, <laughs> Jeff. Yeah. What and do it's, you it's think? Natalie it's... Eva Marie, by the way. I know what I, mean, it is. I, I don't really uh, have anything else to add to that. Uh, I don't know what else you can really say besides he's a fucking idiot and tries to call people moron. I think I'm, I'm almost equally upset the fact that he's calling somebody moron and his tweet made no fucking sense whatsoever. Um, but he's obviously uh, he's obviously dumb. Oh yeah, but you never know. Maybe, maybe he's changed. His maybe. look really tells you that he's changed. Yeah, probably never you know. says those words ever now. Never, never, especially not about his daughter. All right, is he Hulk Hogan. <laughs> what? What is he, Hulk Hogan? No, we were we were we weren't talking about it. We weren't bringing up that guy. What did he ever do? <laughs> he's a real American. And, for the rights of every man. Right, and in 2019, with the present who we are. To be a real American, you got to be a racist piece of shit, apparently. So, but the American people have spoken, and they have spoken a lot of n words lately. So, uh, yeah. So <laughs> we haven't heard if uh, if this is affecting anything with Trevor Lee. But again, I mean, it wasn't a it wasn't a pony with a Hitler stash. So maybe he'll be okay. No, nobody remembers that. Okay, that's fine. What is this? That's how the uh, Sony Deville's slam box got uh, got fired. Picture uh, picture oh, of right, uh, right, right, right. 
right. My Little Pony with the Hitler stash. Kind of beat me through it. Not me this time. I can't stop posing now, guys. Something help me. You gotta see this video, though. Hey, we're doing a show, by the way. <laughs> uh, see so we're just not doing the show anymore. I've seen it before. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, now that we're done talking about black people, let's move on to Finn Balor. For all the listeners out there, it was Ultimate Warrior blowing Hulk Hogan. Yeah. So Finn Balor this week had the task of trying to look like a legit threat to Brock Lesnar. And I feel, and I think that you guys will agree with me, that that WWE did a very good job of putting over Finn as a legit threat and made you think that he has a chance of winning this Sunday. Uh, We are going to disagree on this. Okay. All right. Jeff... Do you think that they they did a good enough job of building up Finn to make him look like a credible threat to Brock Lesnar? I do. I do. I thought um, he looked pretty good against Braun and um, <clears throat> standing up to Vince McMahon and standing up to fucking Brock Lesnar. And uh, By the way, I thought it was very funny when uh, Vince McMahon said, asked Paul Heyman if he ever heard of uh, David versus Goliath, and Paul Heyman just quickly responded with, I don't read the Bible. I thought it was fucking a very funny, underrated, mm-hmm. clever line from him. He's just, he's so fucking quick on his feet, that guy. But um, I, I do think they did a good job. I mean, he he took Brock Lesnar out on the outside. He was about to beat Braun Strowman um, until Brock had interfered. I mean, I, I, what more can you do with the guy? Um, especially when you have such a short time to build him up. All right, and Jason, you feel that they didn't do a good job. Uh, well, first off, can I, can I point out how amazing it is that the match featured uh, Finn Balor going to the outside and getting belly-to-belly suplexed by Brock Lesnar out on the floor right in front of the referee, only oh, to yeah. have the match later end in a disqualification. So, yeah, that was stupid. Fucking bang-up job there with, with continuity, guys. Um, so... I guess it depends on your definition of making it feel like a credible, credible to win the championship. I feel like they did a good job of setting him up as the uber underdog. So if that was the goal, mission accomplished. Um, if you're telling me, did they do a good job of building a perception where it wouldn't be a fluke for him to win? I don't think so, because he didn't win. He didn't, he didn't beat Strowman. They protected Strowman, not Balor. I mean, Balor's had his victories over Drew, and that's great. But this was his spot, like, oh, you can't beat the big man. Well, I guess you're right, because he didn't beat the big man. So you just proved the point that he can't do it, and that makes him credible how. Well, it's not like he he hit Excuse me. He hit the coup de grace and was about to pin him, at least. So they made the illusion like he was probably going to win that match i mean sure, he, didn't, he didn't you're right they protected braun at the expense of, of of a balor victory that would have made him credible 
<sighs> but I mean, <clears throat> okay, so you would have just had him pin him, I guess. That's just yep. the only thing you would have done different. Yeah, I suppose. And I think that makes a big difference in perception. If you want to talk about making a guy credible as a as a threat to beat Lesnar, beating Lesnar is not the same as beating Drew McIntyre. I'm sorry. At least not at this point. So um, you go out there and you beat Braun. Braun's probably the only comparable guy on the roster to Strowman in terms of size and power. You had an opportunity to say, hey, you know, Braun fucking... Le- and first off, can we talk about how would, what an idiot Braun looked like in this fucking promo, too? Because oh, yeah. he comes out and he's like, yeah, I had the worst day. I had the match taken away from me. The guy who took it away from you is right there. You should be pissed at him. Like, just they made him look like an idiot. And, and I don't... I, I just... I didn't think this segment did a whole lot. I thought Balor was really good on probably one of his better um, promo... Uh, segments, but other than that, I didn't take a whole lot of great stuff out of this. I don't know. I, I still think the fact that he did, um, you know, he he had Braun on the brink of defeating him. He still took out Brock Lesnar. He survived, uh, you know, what should have been the end of the match and the belly-to-belly on the outside. I can give you a list of guys who almost beat guys. I mean, Apollo Crews almost beat The Miz, and Almost beat Dean Ambrose. Well, I guess you could uh, um, add me to the list because I was walking through an alleyway last night and I almost beat a guy. Was it a dark alley? Mm-hmm. It didn't have fake tits, though, so uh, I think we're thinking of the different things. Bummer. I guess, yeah. but, I mean, it, there's a, there is a difference between almost beating somebody one way and then almost beating them and Brock Lesnar comes in and F5s you. There's a, there's a little bit of a difference. Like Ricky Bobby said, you're either first Uh-oh. or you're last. You didn't beat him. That's it. Well, you, you didn't. Didn't he him. technically win by DQ? Yeah, you didn't pin him. You can't win the title by DQ, so you're not credible to win the championship. Well, he's still first, though. He didn't lose. Eh. Troy. Yes. <laughs> Are you looking up porn, sir? No. No. Not at all. So, what what are your thoughts? I know you said you think it it builds him over as a legit, but what do you what do you think about it? Like, I think in today's day and age, the way we book things, um, we have to take into account the way they book things. Um, back in the day, yeah, you would just have him go in there and beat Braun cleanly in like a two minute match, and you'd be like, oh shit, like he's he's there, he's ready for it, but. We apparently can't do that anymore. We want to try to keep everybody as strong as possible, unless you're Kurt Hawkins. So, yeah, I mean, but I think in terms of making him feel like he could be the focal point of the show, they did a good job of that. Um, And considering that Brock is not the focal point of any show that he's on, you know, it, it yet again gives us, like, imagine if we had a champion that was here every day. And... Finn could be that guy. So that's that's why I feel like that they did a good enough job of making you want him to win and making you feel like they could potentially beat Brock. So that's that's my feeling on it. We'll Fair. see. Yeah, we will see. And, and uh, I picked Roman Reigns. No, you didn't. Jesus Christ. All right, um... So, Andrade, no last name given. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Samoa Joe, and Dick Fingers helped us build towards the Rumble. 
Jake um, Gyllenhaal. Oh, sorry, Mysterio. Uh, Andrade and Mysterio oh, had a two like out a of snack. Right. Yeah. Uh, they had a two out of three falls match, um, and Andrade was looking like he was going to beat uh, Mysterio and, and finally put an end to this. But Samoa Joe and Dick Fingers came in and broke it up, and in a brawl ensued, essentially just kind of building towards these guys face- seeing each other inside of the Rumble itself. Okay. So Dick Fingers in question here is Randy Orton for anybody. Oh yes. <laughs> Why do we call him Dick Fingers again? I don't even remember that bit. Because he fucking put his dick in his pants, or put a hand on his dick, and then wanted to shake people's hands, and then was like, uh, "Why don't you? Why aren't you shaking my hand? What are okay. you? What, what's wrong with you?" Gotcha. Okay. Um, can, can I just say f- before anything else, Andrade sitting on the second rope with Mysterio on his uh. shoulders, climbing up to the top rope with Mysterio on his shoulders. And executing a powerbomb is one of the more fucking amazing things I've seen in a while. And Mysterio's not a heavy dude, but that's a move you don't ever fucking see. Um, this match was fantastic. Uh, this this was just outstanding, instant classic stuff. Um, and the only thing missing was, was a finish to that third fall. I sort of wish we had gotten that, but I, I really can't complain given what we did get in this match. I, Joe, I thought, was made to look like a beast at the end. Like, he really came out of this episode to me looking like a guy they want to really build as a threat going into the Royal Rumble. Um, but yeah, I, to me, the, the, the lasting impression was Mysterio and Andrade, and goddamn if Mysterio isn't turning into like the MVP of SmackDown lately. Yeah, um, this match was just fantastic. I mean, they're going to have great matches anytime you put them together, and they're it, this was no different. Um, I, I like, like you said, I I almost wish that Samoa Joe segment coming in and beating him up afterward uh, was put in a different spot. Not at the end of this. Um, because I did want to see that third fall. It, I was so I was so into this match and really wanted to see you pull it out. And then you got Samoa Joe coming out and beating them both up. But hey, and then you got Dick Fingers giving him an RKO like he always does. RKO out of nowhere. Well, the last time we saw him, he was refusing to do the RKO because fuck the fans. Yeah, well, you know, you haven't seen him in a bit, so he's got to do the RKO to get everybody to cheer for him. Probably face again. Probably. Yeah. One thing I will say about Randy Orton is he knows I picked Roman Reigns. <laughs> this is about as funny. This is about as funny as as I won every paper pay per view pick contest that you were doing for Tyler too. It's not funny. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about some bitches. Um. The Man and the Empress had a segment uh, to build towards their match. And, of course, it came to blows. So, Jason, uh, get it out of the way. Tell me who you picked for the Rumble. And then talk about the Man and the Empress and the segment. Uh, I thought this was the best presentation of Asuka, just sort of jumping her from behind and screaming crazy in Japanese. Uh, Becky should be opening every show. It reminded me of Austin with the pop she got coming out. Uh, and I'm amped up for this match. I thought this was a great go-home segment for the pay-per-view. I guess it was better than her uh, chugging shit that Otis Dosevich created. So, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know. It's You've read... created a lot of content for this fucking show. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, this is, uh, this is a good segment. I, I, I agree with Jason. Uh Asuka attacking her from behind was probably the best 
Asuka in, you know, it, for this feud, it's the best thing that Asuka could have done. Screaming in Japanese, not getting on the mic, uh, just yelling. And then Charlotte coming out and kind of, you know, just talking them both down and, and uh, getting them riled up and then having the brawl and her just kind of smiling and walking away was, was a, it was a good segment. Yeah. So I guess, um, the only thing that would have been better is if Asuka would have screamed, respect me. But other than that, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, it was, it was good. Um, the way that they've booked Asuka here and there hasn't been great. Um, but as long as it's not, um, her giving interviews and just going next question every time, I think we're good. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Anything else to say on that? I hear Jason typing, so that can only be terrible, terrible news. No, not me. <laughs> oh, I hear Jeff typing. I cannot see him yep. because he doesn't let us see him. So, all right. I save that for special occasions. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so a report came out that uh, because of the fact that AEW is going to be pushing tag teams as more than just mid-carders, but actually as main eventers and upper mid-carders, that WWE was going to try to follow suit and start pushing their tag team divisions um, more so than they have been. And I don't always like to be this pessimistic. But nothing that they've done so far has shown me that they're going to take tag team seriously. Um, and we had another opportunity to have the Revival be crowned the tag team champions and actually do something with the division. And we don't even have a the Raw tag team belts being defended at Royal Rumble. So um, we have the SmackDown tag team belts being defended, and it's the Miz and Shane McMahon. So again, not sure how... Anything that we've seen this past two weeks has been them trying to push the tag team division as anything more than a joke at this point. Uh, Jason? I think we've seen two out of the three matches with the Revival and uh, two of the last three weeks matches with the Revival and Gable and and Rude be given a lot of time, a lot of focus, and just have excellent matches. So I don't have a problem. I think they're making a point to um, put the heavy machinery team over and i thought they had an impressive debut match this week um it, it doesn't all happen overnight but i do think they're at least going in the direction of trying to make i mean smackdown's always had a pretty solid tag division between the new day and the usos and the uh the bar so i i think there's definitely an opportunity here and and maybe sort of a renewed effort to to make tag team wrestling a thing it's also just not something vince enjoys so it's going to be an uphill battle yeah, I, I think it's uh, one of those things where we'll we'll see in time because uh, right now it's you have the little seeds being planted for you know getting some more tag team matches at least, uh, and then you got the you know revival of the Edgeheads. So everybody, would, yeah, hope will hope is uh, very much alive after that re- reunion there. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> um, maybe we can get Mojo know. Raleigh to come back and we can make it a threesome of bros. Yeah, there you go. That's fucking... That'll be it. <laughs> As Jason quickly Googles threesome of bros to see if the name is taken. You all right there, Chief? Yeah, I'm fine. Did, have you have you run out of energy there, sir? No, I'm cool. 
Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. It's time for our main event. So I have went ahead and I have a comprehensive list of things that Dave Meltzer has gotten wrong because we need to go ahead and throw this out here before we talk about the report that he had come out. So I'm going to pick and choose some of these ones because it's a mighty long list. Um, But these are some of the things that Dave Meltzer reported that never happened and by all accounts, never were going to happen, such as Neville's Mighty Mouse gimmick, um, Lesnar and Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania 32, uh, Daniel Bryan never getting a big push after he refused to work Saudi Arabia, uh, AJ Styles going to Raw in the 2017 draft. He was the only person, by the way, who said Styles was going to Raw. Everyone else said, nope, he's staying on SmackDown. Um, Kalisto to be a gay hairdresser. Um, Vince Russo being the reason TNA lost his TV deal. That wound up not being the case. Um, the Hardys have signed ROH deals and then won the Raw Tag Team titles the next day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bailey and Corey Graves in a love angle. Um, and, of course, the entirety of the Mara Ronaldo story. So, preface that because... Tuna Meltzer reported that Ronda Rousey is done after WrestleMania. And of course, and so, so we got that report. And then in a very, very seldom done thing, WWE responded to a dirt sheet report saying that Ronda is under contract for the next two years. If she wants to start a family, that is her personal business. WWE does not usually respond to Dave Meltzer reports. Uh, they don't. They typically do not respond to any kind of rumors of any sort. So the fact that they came out on that now, obviously, Ronda is a very high-profile person. There's a lot of things attached to her. You know, the women's division has been a focal point of with, with her. Uh, obviously, the Fox deal was was helped along by the fact that Ronda Rousey was part of the sport. So maybe that's why they responded. But the fact that they responded tells you a lot of a lot of things there, um, and probably that this report is bullshit. But we're going to talk about it anyways, in case it is. Um, by by talking about is the if Ronda is done after Mania, is the women's division going to suffer or do we think they're okay? Um, I think they'll be fine. Uh, you got Becky Lynch, you got Charlotte, you got Asuka. Um, those three are all real hot right now. Um, <clears throat> on the Raw side, you know. We'll see. We got, you know, you got Sasha Banks facing her. Um, you got, you have a lot of girls who are very talented over there who could step up into that position. Um, and I don't, I think if she does leave, uh, maybe short term, it'll be, I don't think it'll be hurtful, but maybe you'll lose some views. But I think in the long run, it's the, the women's division is going to be fine. And um, as far as the claim goes, I, I, I don't believe it for a second. Um, the women's division will be fine in terms of wrestling. Uh, it will be certainly less high profile. Uh, it won't garner national attention the way it does now when Ronda's out there. ESPN won't be as hot to cover it, and you won't see Ronda's face on all sorts of talking head show. And she's on this story was on part of the interruption today on ESPN. So um, you'll lose that. You'll lose sort of that 
casual audience that tunes in just because they, they're familiar with Ronda from the UFC or from even movies or celebrity uh, appearances. So they, they, they will take a little bit of a hit, but in terms of your hardcore wrestling fan, they've got enough quality in that division that those people will still be fine. Okay. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Obviously, that that is going to be a little bit of a hit. Maybe they can work on on you know things and trying to to get people like ESPN to pick up stories on like Becky Lynch and stuff like that. But yeah, it's definitely going to be an uphill battle without Ronda. And obviously, Ronda brought over uh, a a gaggle of fans as well that probably wouldn't have watched wrestling otherwise. And um, the other thing too is you know if it's true that Ronda's leaving, well, she just brought her three friends over. So I don't know how they're going to feel about that. <laughs> That's true. I mean, they're doing well in their own right, and they're on a different show. So I, I think suppose. I think they're fine. That's, that's I suppose. Yeah. And they're not they're not really connected yet, storyline wise, in the WWE. So they can get away with it. Okay. Uh, anything else that we have to say about the main event before we go over to our predictions? Uh, no. Jason? No, I'm good. All right. Jason's mad at me, but that's okay. All right. Uh, NXT TakeOver is uh, coming to you from Phoenix this Saturday. Uh, We've got five matches, which is the standard for NXT TakeOver events. Um, The hosts have made their picks. Um, Apparently, Sal thinks one of the hosts have a C in their name because he put his before the little marks that I put for the champions, but that's okay. Uh, so <laughs> the first match that we have is Matt Riddle taking on Cassius Ono. Um, Adam and Sal have both picked Matt Riddle. I as well have picked Matt Riddle because there's no fucking way Cassius Ono is winning this match. Jeff? Yeah, Matt Riddle. <laughs> All right. There's no doubt. Jason? Yeah, it's Matt Riddle. All right. I'm going to put Jason's stuff in here. There we go. All right. All right. I'm going to take your dick and I'm going to put it in my mouth. Okay. Uh, the NXT North American Championship is on the line as Rick O'Shea takes on Johnny Gargano. And uh, me, Sal, and Adam have all picked Johnny Gargano to be the new NXT North American Champion. Jeff? Uh, I'm actually going to go with uh, Ricochet Retaining. I'm just going different. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Johnny won, but I, I think Ricochet's going to keep it. Okay. And then Jason? Johnny's got this great string going of sort of failing upwards. Every time he loses, he gets into a bigger match. So um, in this particular case, he's found himself competing for a championship after losing his last, like, three major pay-per-view matches. But uh, I think this is where he turns the corner, so I'm going to go Gargano to win here. All right. All right, then we have the NXT Tag Team Championships on the line as the Undisputed Era face off against the War Raiders. Uh, Adam and Sal have gone with the War Raiders. I have gone with the Undisputed Era retaining. Uh, Jason, who are you going with? Uh, I think shenanigans. I think the Undisputed Era is going to hold on to it. All right, and Jeff? Those are my thoughts exactly. Yeah, shenanigans, and they're going to keep it. All right. Uh, the NXT Women's Championship is on the line as Shayna Baszler defends her belt against the EST of NXT, Bianca Belair. Uh, Sal, Adam, and myself have all gone with Shayna. Jeff, who are you going with? Uh, yeah, Shayna to retain. I don't think Bianca's going to win this. All right. And she better not. The easiest. <laughs> the easiest. 
Uh, Jason. I can't wait till we hear the end of that undefeated thing she does. Uh, Shayna's going to win this. All right. And our main events, the NXT Championship is on a line as Tommaso Ciampa goes against Aleister Black. Uh, me, Adam, and Sal have yet again joined fans, joined cocks, and joined anuses, and have decided that Tommaso Ciampa will retain Jason. Uh, yeah, Tommaso's going to retain probably with some help from Johnny and... You know, we'll set up the the ultimate WrestleMania program with with Champa and Gargano, and Gargano goes over as a face. You, Gargano is playing Champa this whole time. That's what the story but, is, as far as I'm concerned. But you picked him to win a win a title. Yeah. So he's going to lose that title and then gain another title. Yeah. Okay. Jeff, who are you going with? Um. Well, I'm going with Aleister Black, uh, only because I picked all the champions to retain before this. Um, and also, um, I'm going to say that somehow Ciampa is going to try to get involved in the North American title match, and then he's going to return the favor in the NXT championship match and cost him the belt. Okay. Fair enough. By the way, you notice the, the picks all spell out, since Sal was a fool, it all spells out scat. <laughs> nice. Nice, Sal. All <laughs> right. Uh, then coming to you Sunday, WWE Royal Rumble. One of my favorite pay-per-view events every year. I love the Rumble. I um, enjoy it more when it's on U.S. soil, but that's just me. Uh, we've got two matches on the pre-show. The first one is the WWE United States Championship match, which we were surprised even has one. Rusev is defending against Shinsuke Nakamura. Um and it looks like Sal, myself, and Adam have all picked Rusev to retain. Jason? Yeah, I don't see them putting the belt back on Nakamura at this point, so I stick with Rusev. All right, then Jeff? Yep, Rusev. Yep, Rusev. <laughs> uh, all right, the other match on the pre-show, the WWE Cruiserweight Championship, on the line is Buddy Murphy defends against Akira Tozawa, Hideo Itami, and Kalisto. Now, as you are the resident Cruiserweight expert, when did Akira Tozawa get his first name back? Um, I It's been a while now. He's had it for a little while, at least a couple months. Okay. So, I mean, it was Tozawa I, I, probably when he had the belt. And okay. then uh, they put it back to Akira Tozawa. Um, when gotcha. he was, I think it was with Brian Kendrick when they, when they brought it back. Okay. So he had uh, the one name when they were pushing him, and then once they weren't pushing him anymore, they gave him two names. Yep. Just take notes, Sal. Take it out. Just, just <laughs> take that notepad out. Uh, speaking of Sal and Adam, both went with Buddy Murphy. Uh, I am going with the per- the only person in this match who has not won a championship yet, Hideo Itami. Jason, who are you going with? I don't see any reason to take it off of Buddy Murphy at this point, so let's let's stick with Murphy. All right, and Jeff. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Hideo Itami as well because uh, I don't definitely don't see Kalisto or Tozawa winning this. Um, it, it would not surprise me at all if Buddy Murphy retains, but I'm gonna go with if he does lose the belt, it will be to Hideo Itami. Okay. Respect me. Oh, respect me. All right. <laughs> um, so. The men's Royal Rumble. This are the these are the listed entrants so far. R Truth, Drew McIntyre, Biggie, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, Seth Rollins, Jeff Hardy, Dean Ambrose, Bobby Lashley, Samoa Joe, John Cena, maybe. Uh Elias, Baron Corbin, Jinder Mahal, 
Apollo Crews, Andrade, Mustafa Ali, Rey Mysterio, Titus O'Neil, and Randall Dick Fingers Orton. Um, so, we all have picked somebody who we think are going to win this one. Adam has gone with Drew McIntyre. Sal has gone with Seth Rollins. Uh, I have gone with Roman Reigns. And Jeff, who are you going with? Uh, I'm going to go with Kevin Owens. Okay. A slim down Kevin Owens. Is he looking like a snack? (laughs) (laughs) And Jason, who are you going with? I'm going to go with Seth Rollins winning. I I think the the swerve here is going to be that he's going to challenge Daniel Bryan, though. Okay. That would be interesting. It would. Okay. All right. That's a match he's he's very often said he wants to have, and I think it makes sense that they they would do that at WrestleMania. And you know, I think everyone sort of geared their ideas towards Rollins wins and then challenges Lesnar. But I think there's a much better match to be had for him to go and take on Daniel Bryan. Yeah, honestly, I'd be more interested in Seth over on SmackDown, anyways, at this point. So, uh, then the Women's Royal Rumble, the list of oh Jesus, the list of people uh, that have uh, gone to this so far: Carmella, Ember Moon, Pussy Fart, Bailey, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Alicia Fox, Zelina Vega, Naomi, Mickey James, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Charlotte Flair, Tamina Schnuka. Dana Brooke, Lana, Nia Jax, Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss, and Lacey on the spectrum like Eugene Evans. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, another, well, this is interesting. I don't think that any of us have picked anyone who's actually listed as being in the match. Uh, Adam has gone with Becky Lynch, who is not listed to being in this match. Uh, Sal has also Charlotte's gone... definitely been announced for the match. Well, I was talking about the other guys because. That's Jeff's pick. Uh, Becky Lynch for sale. I have gone. How with did the you long- know? I don't know. It's weird. Um, you guys read my mind. Get out of my head. Yeah. I went with Ronda Rousey as a way to get her over onto SmackDown. Uh, Jeff, we have just found out, has chosen Charlotte Flair. Sorry about that, buddy. Uh, Jason, who are you going with on this? Uh, I'm also going with Charlotte Flair. All right. The harlot herself. Okay. Now, let's get into the five uh, title matches that we have on the main card. The WWE Universal Championship. Brock Lesnar defends against Finn Balor. Uh, Sal has gone with Brock Lesnar retaining. Me and Adam have gone with Finn Balor. Jason, who are you going with? Uh, I really want to convince myself that they're going to go with Finn Balor here. I just... Yeah, fuck it. I'll go with Finn Balor. All right. Jason wants to fuck Finn Balor. All right, and Jeff. Uh, yeah, I took the bait, and I'm going with Finn Balor. All right. The WWE. I just, chi- I just sort of feel like if you play up the angle, like, oh, you can't beat him, you can't beat him, you can't beat him, and then you don't beat him, then you just told me you're a piece of shit. So, wouldn't be the first time they've done it, but I, I'm thinking the way they're pointing it makes me think that they're going to do the switch. All right. The WWE Championship, Daniel Bryan puts his leather strap on the line against AJ Styles. Uh, me, Sal, and Adam have gone with Daniel Bryan. Jeff? Yeah, I don't think you could take the title off of him. That would be a travesty. All right. And Jason? 
Uh, I just said I think they're going to do Seth Rollins and Daniel Bryan, so Daniel Bryan has to retain for that to happen. There you go. Uh, the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship online as Asuka takes on Becky Lynch. Um, Adam and Sal went with Asuka to retain. I went with Becky Lynch to win it, and then, of course, for Ronda then to challenge her at WrestleMania. Jeff, who are you going with? Yeah, that was my thought process exactly. If if, if Ronda was to win, uh, it would be against Becky Lynch. But also, if Charlotte Flair was to win, it would be against Becky Lynch. Okay. And Jason? So if the plan had been for them to fight for the SmackDown women's title, why would they have taken it off of Becky Lynch at the last pay-per-view? Because it would have just made Becky stronger to be holding the title going into this and having not lost it since she won it. So uh, for that reason, I think... Maybe Ronda costs Asuka the match, but I cost Becky the match, but I think Asuka wins. All right. I, I think the only way is so they can make her a multiple-time title holder. That's she, the already only is. she already is. She already is. <laughs> well, I mean a, more of a multiple-time title holder. You just added it more because that's apparently, you know. If they did good. that at the expense of Asuka's first title reign, then that would be really fucking awful, short-sighted. That would be like uh, it, it, I don't. I don't disagree. Yeah, it would it would be like them um, having Charlotte win the belt five times in order to start building up her record uh, at the expense of Sa- Sasha Banks. Speaking of Sasha mm-hmm. Banks, the WWE Raw Championship is on the line as Ronda Rousey defends against Sasha Banks. Uh, Jeff, who you got? Um, I'm gonna go with Sasha Banks. All right, Jason. I'd love to say Sasha, but I, I think I. I be very surprised if they took the title off of Ronda at this point, so I'm going to go Ronda. I would just love if they turned her heel and and she fucking won by some means of nastiness, because she's, she's a real... Sasha. Uh, see, I love, that the, I love this build, though, with Sasha, because she's been much more of the boss character than the sort of happy, smiling, hugging Bailey Sasha that we've seen for so long. I've seen a lot yeah. more of the old NXT boss coming out in her, and I really enjoy that. I feel like and, you wanted to say the scissoring. Heel bosses. Uh, what? I feel like you wanted to say scissoring in that as well. Nope. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the heel boss character, I think, is is better. Just the, at least the, the nasty one, the one that doesn't take shit from anybody. The ratchet one? Yes. All right. I've gone with Sasha Banks. Uh, Adam and Sal have both gone with Ronda Rousey. And what will probably be the main event, the Raw SmackDown, or the, Jesus Christ, the SmackDown Tag Team Championships on the line as the bar defense against the Miss and Shane McMahon. Um, Sal is, has gone with the bar retaining. Yeah. Um, I have gone with the Miz and Shane because yeah. who's the best in the world. Uh, Adam has also gone with the best in the world and the Miz. Uh, Jason, who are you going with? Well, if Sal's on his, by himself on one side, then I'm going opposite Sal. So I'm going to go. Uh, no, I just think this, there's a lot more story to do with the Miz and Shane, and I think it, the build continues to work better. I mean, again, they're going to probably face off at Mania, so we're a ways away from needing to do the turn just yet. So I think we're probably going to have to do some sort of a title run for the Miz and Shane here. All right, and Jeff? Yeah, Miz and Shane. Um, I think this obviously will eventually build to them kind of facing each other at Mania, which I think we've all said. So um, them having the belts, working together, maybe defending it once, and some sort of turn would be would, would make for a good story. All right. 
All right, so that does it. You, though, are mighty fans, can play along with us because this episode will be posted on rundownwrestling.com, and below the episode, you'll be able to make your picks for WWE Royal Rumble. And if you want to make your picks for TakeOver Rattlesnakes, go ahead and scroll on down to the most recent episode of NXT Revisited, where Jeff and Jason joined me, and there you can make your picks for TakeOver Phoenix. But with that, we go to the independent circuit. Jeff, take it away. Was I originally on this one? No, Sal was. I think I... Oh, okay. Sal was. Well, I just realized I added a bunch of names to my own indie date. Uh, <laughs> Liberty States Wrestling returns to the John Cena School for the Blind on Saturday, January 26th with Winter Warfare. Liberty States Heavyweight Champion Championship is on the line as Vern Vicala defends against Elia Markopoulos. Robo will defend his Some Limits Championship. Liberty State's Tag Team Championship will be on the line as the Main State Pussies defend against Nightbreed with Vanity Vixen. That's the Main State Posse. Uh, Todd Sobel goes one-on-one with, <laughs> with his inability, inability to not be a colossal asshole and Opportunity Knox contract holder Nico Silva. Vanity Vixen has issued an open challenge for anyone to take her on one-on-one, male or female, dicks or pussies. Also appearing, the Brett Domino... <laughs> Chris James, James Chris, Bastion Booger, Booger Bastion, Travis Gaylett, Travis Gillette, Beaver Cleavage, Kerwin White, and many war. <laughs> Doors open at 6.30 p.m. with a bell time of 7. Tickets are just <laughs> $67 for general admission. What's the actual price? <laughs> I think it's like $10. Well, well you got you to remember what it is if you change it. <laughs> Do I, though? Do I? Tickets are not that expensive for general admission. <laughs> That's right. And I don't think Chavo Guerrero is showing up. Jason. Uh, Atlantic Pro Wrestling returns on Saturday night, February 16th, with another great night of wrestling action from the Newburyport Elks Lodge, 25 Low Street, Newbury, Mass. We, as we present Full Force Elimination 8 and a triple main event just announced this week, Robo has forfeited the APW New England Championship, and it will be decided in a match between Big Bacon, Brad Hollister, and Demon Ortiz. First time ever these two in the ring together, we will crown a brand new New England champion. No holds barred street fight, DTF. Dan Terry takes on the selfie-made man and his former tag team partner, Vern Vicalo. Last woman standing match for the vacant APW Women's Championship, the Widow Belmont with Ed Hunt takes on Vanity Vixen. Connie Mink takes on Adira one-on-one competition. Also, we have our full force elimination. It is four-on-four elimination style bouts. Winners from both matches move on to the four, I'm sorry, to face off in the full force elimination finals later in the night. We did announce our first full force elimination match today as Team Ike with Ike, Royce Bishop, Sean Leiter, Kevin Giles, and Marcus Santiago take on Team Bugsy of Bugsy Stone, Stiff Mike, Cousin Larry, Derek Simonetti, and Insane Dick Lane. All of that, we also will feature American-made Big Gun Jim Sargent, Son of a Gun Jake Sargent, the Hampton Beach bad boy Hunter Ward. The APW Tag Team Champions Nightbreed will be in the house with Vanity Vixen. Venom, Champagne Joe Moakley, the Canadian legend Matt Loudon, Sheik Abdullah Hassan, and Mad Dog Magarichi will be there. Also featuring Owen Brody, Cicero, Bugsy Stone, uh, I already said they were in a match, Nico Silva, Mass Appeal Travis Gillette, Nick Curry, Fabulous Johnny Vegas, and many more. Tickets are $12 at the door. Advanced general admission $10. 
$10. Reserved front row tickets, $15. Reserved second row tickets, $12. Reserved front and second row also receive early admission to the show. Tickets are available at the door or on a, or you can go to APW.com for more information on how to buy them online. Doors open at 6 p.m., 6.30 p.m. bell time. So all APW has is tag team champions right now? Uh, no, they've got a heavyweight champion. He's just not on that show. Oh, I thought you said that you vacated it. No, that's the New England Championship. Oh, okay. Dynamite, da- Dynamite Danny Miles is the heavyweight champion. Gotcha. The stars of Bruce City Wrestling return to the Elks Lodge in Waukesha, Wisconsin on Saturday, February 16th with Aftermath from Rise of Honor 15. Bell time is 7.30. Doors open at 6.45. Tickets are $20 reserved ringside. and advanced $16 can be purchased on BruceCityWrestling1.com using PayPal or each nose the door. Bruce City Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion Bearded Bruiser Max Holiday will defend against ROH star of the Beer City Bruiser. The Bruce City Wrestling Women's Championship on the line as Evil Sierra takes on Smiley Kylie Ray in just her second match in BCW. Um, Curse and the Maidens of Iron will face off to become the new Bruce City Wrestling Tag Team Champions. Mm. Uh, more Phantom Moment matches event coming soon. Go to BruceCityWrestling1.com. Uh, go to or follow him on Twitter at BC1, BCW1, Instagram, Bruce City Wrestling, and Snapchat, BCW Boss1. The Bell Time Club and Dante Luna team up to bring live professional wrestling to the Malden Irish American Club Wednesday, February 20th for February vacation. Doors open at 6 p.m. and bell time at 7 p.m. The main event for the El Mundo Boston Championship sees Masshole Mike McCarthy as he makes his first defense against the underground king Slick Wagner Brown. The other matches include Toto Loco versus the professional Channing Thomas, Dan DeMann versus the selfie-made man Vern Vicalo. For the El Mundo Tag Team Championships, the prize Alec Price and Edgardo Montoya defend against Bugsy Stone and Big Bear. The Test of Strength Wrestling Championship will be defended when Bobby Ocean puts his title on the line against DTF Dan Terry and his 500 followers. Bo Douglas and Jason Rumble team up to take on the Middlesex Express, also the first Kowalski Classic Tag Team Royale. Plus, more matches will be announced soon. Pre-sale special. Order custom tickets featuring various wrestlers on the show. Pay with cash, app, Venmo, or PayPal. $10 pre-sale, $15 at the door. Front row seats are first come, first serve. Only 150 tickets available. Contact Dante Luna or text 617-444-9196 for tickets. All right. Always always impressive how much Killer Kowalski meant to New England professional wrestling as a whole. Mm-hmm. Lucky Pro Wrestling returns on Saturday, February 23rd for Homecoming Rampage from the Clinton Elks Lodge in Clinton, Mass. LPW champions photo op in the ring before the show included with the price of admission. Each ticket ordered online comes with one free autograph from a past event. Tickets are available at LuckyProWrestling.com slash Homecoming. Single tickets $50 a piece or get a family four-pack for just 50 bucks. We'll have the return of the over-the-top rope Lucky Lottery Rumble. The winner will receive the Opportunity Knox contract that gives the winner a title match at any point. Scheduled to appear, the LPW champion Vern Vicala with Jillian Lay, LPW Tag Team Champions The Bitter Club, LPW Hard Knox champion Randy Sean, LPW Women's Champion Adira, Makua with Brian Cairo, 
Alicia Edwards, the retrosexual Anthony Green, Robbie the Giant Dog, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Stay <laughs> Cash, Davy Cash, Omaha Stakes Champion Johnny Cash, Kid Cash, Cash Cash, Cash's Ono Cash for Gold, Cash's King, Straight Cash, homie, Orny Lorcan, Sweat Boy Christopher James, Comfortable Boy James Christopher, Kellen Thomas Danica, That Just Says W, Johnny Analog, and more. You're supposed to say Orny Loken. What? It was it was Orny Loken. You said his name right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, my bad. I'm not Sal, dude. That's true. Jason. Uh, Liberty Stage Wrestling and Ring of Honor star Kingpin Brian Malonis are partnering with the Pinkerton Academy Class of 2019 to bring pro wrestling back to Derry, New Hampshire on Saturday night, March 30th, 2019. You'll see all the stars of Liberty Stage Wrestling plus some special guests. Tickets for Astromania are on sale at astromanialsw.com. General admission floor seats are just $20. General admission bleachers are 15 if you get advanced tickets, you also get to enter the show early on show day. Announced talent, Ring of Honor superstars, the Bouncers, the Kingpin, Brian Malonis, and the Beer City Bruiser. Pickerton Academy graduate, the unequaled one, Todd Sopel. Liberty State's wrestling heavyweight champion, Vern Vicalo, the Mill City hooligans, Chase Del Monte, and the Logan Brothers. Robo, the Punjabi Lion, Cam Zagami, fabulous Johnny Vegas, not America's sweetheart, Dave Yen. Setherin with Vanity Vixen, the Widow Belmont, Nico Silva, that guy, Scotty Slade, and many, many more. And that does it for the rundown for this Thursday, January 24th, 2019. You can follow us on Twitter Twitter at Rundown Podcast. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Rundown Wrestling. Email the show your dick pics via Rundown Wrestling at gmail.com. Go to our website, rundownwrestling.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at Instagram.com slash Rundown Wrestling. You can leave us a voicemail at 617-863-6967 at 61Rundown7. We are on Patreon. You can head over to patreon.com slash rundownwrestling to become a patron. The most recent episode, of course, was Burning Sensation, which you guys were able to hear. Um, at which case, uh, if you liked what you heard there, you can go on over there, become a patron, and hear even more that we have. How's um, your back, you can, Troy? How's your back? Uh, you can check out our website, rundownwrestling.com, for information on all of our great shows, such as the Nitro Media Podcast, Hurry Up and Cruise Await, Making the Grade, Iron X Here Visited, ROH is on Charge, and WrestleMania Salvation. You can listen to our friends, the Kingpin Brian Malonis, and Mike Crockett on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing with new podcasts every Monday. Make sure to check out the next episode of the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Why, Jason? Uh, yeah, I had the honor of sitting in this week uh, with both Kingpin and Mike Crockett, so it'll drop on Monday, so check it out. I had a, had a blast, and uh, looking forward to some feedback, and hoping you guys enjoy it. And what was the topic you guys were talking about this week? Uh, we were mixing in some football talk, actually, with uh, me and Kingpin and I share certain opinions on a local team that we both can't stand. Um and we were talking a lot about how the, the championships are valued within the world of professional wrestling and who we think is the GOAT in the world of professional wrestling. Awesome. Well, you can go to Facebook.com slash the WPAN for more information or go to the WPAN.com. You can also check out our friend Justin Michaels on his show Yesterland Waltz. Go to yesterlandwaltz.com or watch on your Roku through RNTV app or the 24-7 Retro app. Season 3 debuting very soon. Yeah, I spoke to Justin this week, and he's uh, very excited to make another appearance on the show. So we're going to try to make that happen soon. Yeah. 
You can follow our host on Twitter at jstuart0920 at rockstartroy. You can go to Instagram and follow jokerswild702 for Jeff. Uh, go to Twitter at WrestleMania Sal, at the Salzer Effect, at Realist Tommy, at Making the Grade, at Nitromania Pod, at Hurry Up and Cruisers, and at Johnny Analog. We really should put Johnny on the website. He is kind of one of our hosts, even though he's never been on, even though he doesn't know we exist. Yeah. Uh, but with that, thanks to all of you for listening to the show this week and on the website. Thanks to Jason. Thank you. Thanks to Jeff. Thank you. Ooh, sensual. And next week, we review the Royal Rumble and NXT TakeOver Phoenix. So with that, I guess we'll see you next Thursday. Bye-bye. Dead Air is great, Jeff. It's, it's great for a podcast. It, it totally makes it so that Jason doesn't have to edit out 30 seconds of you not saying a thing. I, I was just waiting for the gimmick to kick in. Okay. Well, it's, it's kicked in now. Um... Well, now I don't know what to do. I to keep my sensual voice, I guess. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. This has been a production of the Rundown Wrestling Network. If you're interested in having your podcast join the Rundown Wrestling Network, please email us via rundownwrestling at gmail.com for more information. And thank you for listening.